Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you. From that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now your hosts, Mike and Doug. Hey there and welcome to Dudes on Hockey. I'm Mike, that's Doug. Dude, people have been uh, tweeting at us. They've been posting on the blog. They've been sending subliminal messages. Where have we been? No podcast, almost a month. Well, here we are, dude, and we've got a lot to talk about. We do? Thank God. What a relief that is. What are we going to talk about? Let me look at my notes. Um. Uh, dude? Um. Dude, I got something for you. <laughs> dude, go. Timer, there is a boat. Dude, are you going to sing it? Absolutely not, dude. Pretty How dare picture. you? How dare dude, you? Dude, 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 dude. No. no, I'm not giving a free show, dude. Dude, I, got, I paid for this. <laughs> you paid for what? I paid for this stupid what drop. This? What is it? Oh, don't give me this crap. <laughs> Jeez, can't believe you. And great. I spend the money. I download Pretty Little Picture karaoke version. You said you were going to do it on the show. From something. I said you would do if you did Corner of the Sky. Well, that's later in the show. All right, I, play it again. No. No, it's over now. Oh, you want me to play it? <laughs> no, I don't want you to play it. Go. Three, four. In the tide where there lives a boat, gently dipping its bow. Trim and tidy and built to float. Pretty little picture. Now put a boy on the starboard side, leaning out at the rail. Next to him put a blushing bride, slim and slender and starry-eyed. Down below put a tiny bed. Sun gets pale, sea gets red. Off they sail at the first high tide. The boat and the bed and the boy and the bride. It's a pretty little picture. Oh my, pretty little picture. Ooh, how true. Pretty little picture. Which I soon must give to you. Thank you. You Dude, can all see. Very well done. Why I've done such a great job in that show. Yes. My singing. At Foothill. Is, is, is top notch. It's good, dude. It's really good. <laughs> I'm glad you did that. Yeah. <laughs> well, if anyone's still listening. <laughs> dude, what else are we going to talk about? I don't know. Well, we got one more weekend of shows, dude. Yeah. Anyone want to come see me in a show? Yeah, they should. If that was enough to entice you. That was good. That was not Your good. Your favorite song of the Dude, show. Dude, that is my least favorite song on the show. Well, I'm glad we did Most it. people cut that song. I know. And you didn't because you... <laughs> I did. It was not my choice. Well, I know. But you, you did a bang-up job, dude. Awesome. Dude? Want to see Doug as pseudolus? Go see him <laughs> at Foothill. Okay. How many minutes in are we here? I th- are we Three? Ta- are we ready How to wrap up? How many listeners do we have left? Three. Four? I think we're... You know, because we're we're stalling, dude. We got nothing to talk about. I'm, I'm sorry. But here's the podcast for you, but uh, uh, okay. No, let's seriously. Like, there's like two things, right? I mean, yes. Assistant coaches, Which, still no news. What? What? What coaches, dude? Yeah. Why are there no coaches? We even tweeted at Kurz, didn't we? Tweet at Kurz. Yeah, about no this? response. Yeah, because Kurz is 
in you know he's in hibernation because there's nothing going on. He keeps tweeting year. about how he's sneaking into his old high school and things like that. Come on, Kevin, why are there no assistant coaches? Yeah, this is weird. I've never heard of this. I There's... find it very strange that we have two. All right, we have two. We have Hedberg and, and Buchner, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, but we still don't have the offensive assistant coach, right? Yeah, Adam Oates is still available. Yeah, it's very strange, right? Oates and Spot are the two guys that were rumored to be coming here. And not to not have either of them, and for both of them to not have another job, as far as I know, mm-hmm. is strange. I don't understand what the holdup is. I, I can't even... It's one of those things where I can't even imagine what it is. Like, I don't even, I don't even have a plausible theory at this point. Yeah, uh, I, it, 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 unless... People, I mean, if you weren't taking the job, it would be because you were looking for another job. Potentially. Yeah. And what else could these guys be looking to do? I mean, what other... When Paul McClain took the job with the Ducks, that was the open spot that maybe other people were waiting on. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I would imagine that that job has some more attraction to it. One, because the Ducks are closer to the Cup than the Sharks. And two, because... Uh, Boudreaux is, is a landmine away from being gone. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, if, yeah. if they don't reach a certain level of success, which I don't know what their expectation is, but he could be toast. And, and Paul McClain is sitting there going, me next, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So if you're Adam Oates, maybe you wanted that, you know? But it, I don't know. Dude. I, it's, it's weird. I find it very strange. And, and I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't care at all. It just you're right though. It's probably not going to be a big deal in the grand scheme of things, but it is just a it's a it's just strange. I've ne- I've never heard of this before where they hire a a new coach and then they basically have no assistance for forever. Yeah, I mean Curse wrote uh 6 days ago Sharks still have plans to add to DeBoer's staff. Well, okay. Yeah, of course they do. I mean they've got two assistants. Right. I mean, one how of they, which McClellan is a goal- had a bajillion. And one of which is a goalie coach. Right. So, I mean the Sharks had Johnson, they had Robinson, they had Woodcroft, and... Uh, who was the other guy? I don't know. I guess that's it. I guess, yeah, three so guys. So they didn't really have a permanent And then they sort coach, of had right? Corey Schwab as a goalie coach, right. kind so of. Right, so they're at least down one guy, mm-hmm. right? So At least. All right, dude. Um, I guess the other thing that, you know, if we're going to steal all of Kevin Kurz's storylines, we might as well, because we've got nothing else to talk about. <laughs> um, Kurz, uh, DeBoer Does says, Kevin Kurz sing? I, Does he sing? Well, let's do... Maybe we should do a Kevin Kurz impression with the song. Shall we go back to that? I, I, I don't know how to do a Kevin Kurz impression. <laughs> Kevin Kurz impression? <laughs> See, that's not very nice. See, I don't even have a... I don't even have an impression of Kevin Kurz. <laughs> let's do Ray Rado. Okay. Ready? Um, in the time, um, um, (laughs) (laughs) aren't you glad you waited for three weeks for the show, everyone out there? Let's do uh, uh, Randy Hahn. (laughs) Are we Randy Hahn? Is this where we're going with Randy Hahn? Welcome to beautiful San Jose. I'm Randy Hahn. In the shark tank, there lives a boat. On the diver. Now, next to me, 
Is true. Re- Oops. Oh wait, <laughs> not anymore. All right, dude. I, what are we going to talk about? Oh, captain, captaincy. I, okay. I'm tired of the captaincy story because it seems like every year we have a captaincy thing, and I'm finally. I know we've been very invested in the past and who the captain is and all this kind of stuff. We've talked about it many weeks in a row when there was so much uncertainty, and now there's uncertainty, and nobody cares. Do you care? Well, uh, yeah, I kind of do. I mean, I'd like, I, I'd like what everybody else is expecting, that Joe Pavelski is going to be named captain. It should happen fairly soon, but I would imagine that DeBoer needs to go through training camp first to work with these guys firsthand. But I mean, who knows? I mean, I, 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 I guess the most hilarious thing would be is they give it back to Joe, which I just can't <laughs> imagine that DeBoer and Wilson went through, you know, two interviews and that, that topic wasn't addressed, addressed and like yeah. finished. That'd right. Be hilarious. You know, Joe Thorne is not our captain. Okay, Doug, whatever you say. All right. <laughs> like that's, that's gotta be, Right. Done, right? And so, and you have to think Logan Couture has to be in the mix as well. Unless, no. No, he's not. You don't think so? No. Then that means they're got to get they're going to get rid of him. Don't you think? No. I don't think so. I mean, it doesn't because he's not captain material doesn't mean you get rid of him. Right. I think don't I think it there's a difference between getting rid of him or, and like marginalizing him. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like I think last year what they did was insulting and it definitely was like a um a huge indicator that there was a big, bigger divide between T Mac and Doug Wilson than we thought. Mm-hmm. But if I'm gonna take a stab at it, dude, should take a stab at it. Yeah. Pavelski is to C. Yeah. Vlasic gets an A, and Paul Martin gets the other A. Yeah, I think Kurz may have said something about that. I think he may have uh, mentioned that in a recent mailbag column or. Uh, Tommy Wingles, I think uh, Kurz mentioned. Tommy Wingles may be involved. Sometimes they give it to a more character guy as opposed to a leadership group person. Yeah, I wouldn't be. I just I wouldn't be shocked if they if they wanted to set a tone right away by giving it to someone new mm-hmm. to have a new voice have credibility in the room. So it's not like Martin and Ward have to sit there and you know not feel like they have a voice, you know? These right. two guys are, are are well-established character guys, right? Absolutely. But I think they've been brought in to kind of shore up the the good time show that's been going on here, you know? Mm-hmm. So not that they're not fun guys, but like that maybe the culture will be shift a, a slight bit. But I mean, it was been made pretty clear by people who cover the team that, you know, well, I think Drew said the room is more Joe's than ever. Right. So then are we just kidding ourselves and it should just, but can't, you can't just go back. I mean, like <laughs> that would be it's so, so, so stupid. That, right? I mean, that would be uh, basically the Sharks organization completely admitting that they have no idea what they're doing and they have no control over the players group, which is not a good thing for any team to be in. But yeah, yeah, they gave Joe the assisting. You know, they gave him one of the A's last year, and that looked looked foolish enough. Yeah, they can't. They just can't go in that direction. They can't go in that direction. I mean, maybe I think you got to give it to Pavelski because he's been there a long time. Obviously, he still has loyalty to Joe. He's not going to use that opportunity as a, a way to drive a wedge between Thornton and the rest of the team. 
most likely. And so he's sort of a bridge, right? If you give it to a completely new guy, especially a guy who's a little older like Paul Martin, then it's really sort of a slap in the face to Thornton at that point. Don't you think? I mean, yeah, no, they, they're not going to give it. They're not going to give the captaincy to a, a guy who hasn't been there. That's true. But three weeks, you know, but I think even giving the A to Paul Martin might be a little weird. Mm. That, I think that's a little weird. Yeah. I mean, the guy is coming in with a, a ton of credibility, you know, but, but yeah, I mean, maybe you're right. I mean, maybe that's, I, I'm sticking to my prediction, dude. Okay. I'm sticking to it. That's my prediction, dude. And nobody cares. Let's do a uh, Joe Thornton impression. <laughs> okay. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Here, here we go. Yeah. I, I can't do this in, in good conscience, dude. The Why show, the show is bad? The show is bad enough as it is. Well, let's just go completely down the rabbit hole, dude. dude let's talk about Dougie Hamilton. Let's go in the wayback machine. We got an email from Krista about Dougie Hamilton. Let's do a Dougie Hamilton impression. Okay, hold on. Now that now we're talking. Now we're current. Okay, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> You've just skipped my two best impressions. <laughs> yeah, like you made me sing, and then now my two best impressions. Yeah. I don't get to do it. I can I can imagine all the reviews tomorrow. Doug has really nailed that Dougie Hamilton impression. <laughs> that is spot on. No one's listening anymore, dude. Uh, I know. They've turned it off. They well, thought, you know what? Maybe they should take a few more weeks. They want to hear about Dougie Hamilton. Krista says that Doug Wilson essentially said at the at the season ticket holders event that they may have been in on Dougie Hamilton, but they got but he sort of implied that they may have gotten a different they were asked for a different set of assets than what Calgary gave. And maybe they weren't given an opportunity to try and beat Calgary's offer. And I think you mentioned something like they have a new GM over there in Boston and all this kind of stuff. So I don't know. Does that make you feel a little better knowing that maybe the Sharks were involved in Dougie Hamilton and just things didn't come together and enable the Sharks to get him? Yeah. I mean, that it makes me feel better that it was on the radar. I think this kind of stuff happens. I mean, actually, the Giants GM was talking about this with Cole Hamels, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the pitcher who was traded to Texas. He said they made an offer that, in his opinion, was as good as the Texas Rangers offer. They made the offer, and um, they never heard back. Like, right. they decided to go with the other offer. So the Sharks made an offer, and then Calgary made an offer that Boston clearly liked more. They didn't feel like they needed to go back to San Jose and say, mm-hmm. can you beat your offer? They just went with the offer they liked. Right. So it didn't disappear. You know what I mean? I think that that happens. Sure. Because sure. Calgary might have said, hey, uh, take it. They might have pulled a Mark Cuban, right? On right. Shark Tank. Take it or leave take it. Take it now. Like, take it seconds. now. Right. Or we're going to move on to other business, you know? Right. And, right. And we don't know what that was. And Krista also says you could tell that Doug Wilson wasn't happy about Vancouver publicizing info about the potential BX deal, so he's not going to provide details about Hamilton talks, which you know is obviously you know Chris's opinion. But I certainly Wilson has uh, played all of his dealings very close to the vest, so that certainly makes sense. If I were in Doug Wilson's position, I wouldn't be super happy with Vancouver saying, "Yeah, we bought him a plane ticket. He's already moving." When the deal's not done. It's not done. It's not, you know, until the ink is, is dry, uh, you don't have a deal. Yeah. I mean, we're not going to ever know what really happened. I think in the end, it worked out. It worked out the best for the Sharks. They kept that pick and they got Paul Martin for free. You know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. I mean, they, they just paid him the salary, you know, so they got a better player with a different skill set. But 
you know, I mean, I think the Ducks got worse. You know, they yeah. they got Bieksa and they lost Boschman in a second. Like, I don't think they're better because they have Kevin Bieksa. Like, right. they're they're still good, but I don't think Bieksa is better than Boschman. They're completely different. No, I don't. I agree with you. I don't think so. Um, I don't know. Uh, the other the other thing mentioned, which is complete speculation that Curse talked about, is Will Martin and and uh, Joel Ward actually improve the character situation in the locker room. You think is that is that possible? Can you bring in two sort of more character guys? Certainly not not superstars on the team. They won't be superstars. Can that meaningfully affect what's going on or what these supposed problems have been in the locker room these last year or two? I think so, dude. I mean, I I I don't know. I think that, and maybe this isn't maybe a great comparison because you know where you know the work environments that you and i have both been in you know we work with teams of people right sure and as people come in and out you know if you've got the same core people there the basic temperature of the room stays the same Mm -hmm. but adding different people can it can impact and change the personality of a group especially if you're adding a person that has um that's coming into the picture that brings that you know Mm -hmm. that brings a lot of experience and it can impact things, you know? When you have such a strong personality like Joe Thornton still in a, whether it's formal or informal leadership leadership position, you know, who has, you know, flexed his strength mm-hmm. last year yeah. by making critical comments against the organization and he's still here, mm-hmm. you know? Um I think he knows where he stands and he's in a pretty firm footing. So, um, yeah, he can do whatever the hell he, he can, wants. I mean, yeah. I mean, is it going to make the team better or worse? I mean, I, I don't know, but do they need a, a little bit of a culture shift? Yeah, I think they do. You know, we've been talking about that for a long time, but you know, will the DeBoer factor be enough? The first year DeBoer factor? The DeBoer, DeBoer bump, as we, we're calling oh, it. Oh, I don't know. All it takes is one bump. Yeah. A bump all the way to the cup, dude. Could happen. Happen with the Devils. Yeah. Dude, I guess we'll go to uh, general NHL news because there's really nothing else to talk about in terms of the Sharks. Um, one thing that I completely missed that I didn't pick up on until I was actually talking to a friend of mine who's a Habs fan, the Habs signed Alex Semin. Yes. I did not see that. Yes. I, were you surprised when you read that news? Yes. Really? What was surprising, the fact that he was signed or the fact that he was signed by Montreal? Uh, I, I guess signed by Montreal, I guess I didn't really expect them to be interested. Like, I don't really see how he... They do need offense. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm not really even sure why anybody would want him, period. Like, I mean, I know it's... I know, dude, you can explain his contract. Uh, there's little risk to it. I just think the guy is kind of a joker you know so there's been so many comments made about him and he's kind of burned bridges of two franchises now it'd be like bringing back a kostitsin like right who need you really need to see those guys again or another kick at radulov like yeah who cares like i mean like this it's not gonna work out it's not gonna work out Simmons gonna flame out Mm -hmm. there's gonna be way too much pressure in that city for him to do well and when he's skating i mean how is he gonna do skating on the third line. Right. I mean, if he's not on, in a top six role on one of the two power play units, he's completely useless. 
Yeah, I think, and it's only a one-year $950,000 deal. I mean, they got him for nothing, and his contract is so small that I can actually send him down to the minors or waive him and not have that money count against the cap at all because there's a million-dollar cutoff for that. So that, so Montreal did everything they could possibly do to mitigate risk on this guy. They can basically ditch him at any time. I don't. I think they have enough veteran leader. They have enough leadership in there with between Pasharetti and Subban. It's not like he's going to go in there and turn the locker room upside down. But I think you're right. I think the chances are really good he's going to go in there and just nothing will happen. And there, you know, the Montreal fans are going to start seeing that, you know, on again, off again effort that was so notorious in the other two cities he's played, and then the fans are going to get on him, and then it's yeah. just going to turn into an untenable situation. He's going to yeah. go down the street, and people are going to yell, you suck at him and stuff in three languages. Right. I, I don't think he's a... From what I know about him, he's not a locker room issue. It's just his effort is an issue. Right. 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 And his eroding skill set. So, <laughs> yeah. like, I don't think the guy is a jerk. I think he just is he just lazy he just and try. isn't that good anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I I don't I don't see him being successful. I think this is his last stop, and I think he'll be out of the league before the new year. Yeah, dude. There's two more sort of NHL wide type uh, news items. One is that there's expansion in the air, dude. Yes, Qu- Vegas, Vegas, and Quebec City. The Nordiques. Uh, for those of you who've been following the NHL for a long time, the Nordiques way back in the day drafted Joe Sakic and then moved to Colorado. Um, Owen Nolan on that team too. Yes, if I remember Mike Rigi. Uh, that's true. Um, even Peter Forsberg. Uh, so anyway, Quebec is is looking for a team. I guess they do have a a, rec- uh, a new arena that is fit for an NHL franchise. Uh, and now Vegas, and they are building an arena in Vegas on the Strip. Right, yeah, we saw it. I mean, we we drove by it in its early stages. It's uh, on the. Um, New York, New York, Excalibur, Luxor side of the Strip. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's has something to do with the MGM properties. They're building it, whether there's a team or not. So mm-hmm. um, I just don't see how there's not going to be a team in Vegas. I don't know if it's a good idea for the players on that team. You know, you imagine yeah. living in Vegas and you imagine not really having a, a stable fan base, but I think there's way too much money involved with the casinos to to have the league pass it up and to be the first major sports franchise or sports league to have a franchise in vegas i I mean it could be it could be big it could be big or it could be the biggest mistake the league's ever made i heard jared stoll and mike richards are (laughs) chomping at the bit (laughs) to go there (laughs) i mean it it could create all kinds of interesting I mean, what do you do like yeah. when your team, like when the Sharks go to Vegas? Mm-hmm. And Here's a legit question for you. Yeah. Do they stay on the strip? The Sharks? When they go to Vegas to play, do they stay on the strip or do they stay off the strip? I think they have to stay on the strip. You think that's a... Yeah. Isn't that there, a problem? There's going to be a lot of interesting challenges I associated mean, with that, right? It, it'll be interesting. Now, you would think that there's the same challenges when teams go to New York, mm-hmm. when you know teams go to Chicago, when there's all kinds of distractions, you have to kind of monitor. You can get into trouble in any city, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you're Theo Fleury, you're going to find the cocaine, <laughs> cocaine in the back alley no matter where you are. That's right. But um, Vegas presents all sorts of different types of interesting problems. Right. 
not just with alcohol, partying, drugs, gambling, prostitution, <clears throat> all there at your fingertips. I think it could be... Prostitution is technically illegal in Vegas. Uh, dude, but it is so readily available. I know, it's right. Much it's more. I mean, how, how many cards do you have collected that you've been handed and slapped out on the street? Well, what do you think this table's made of, dude? <laughs> hey. People, if anyone has been to Vegas, you know this sound. Hey. 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 Girls. Yeah, that's what it is. So, yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of really interesting challenges. I, you know, obviously the, the one of the problems that we've seen that well, maybe Americans haven't seen, but I know a lot has been seen a lot internationally is is people getting, you know, involved with organized crime, organized crime doing point shaving or match throwing and all this kind of stuff. I'm sure the NHL would be really concerned about that because once you have a situation like that, I mean, they don't call it the Black Sox scandal uh, for nothing, and everybody knows. That happened. I mean, every baseball fan knows it was 1919 and, the, you know, the Black Sox and this whole thing. I mean, that was almost 100 years ago, and, and it's still very much present in the memory of, of baseball fans. So I think if there was a major gambling scandal in terms of uh, either players or I think would be more susceptible would be refs, like sort of the Tim Donahue situation. Right. You know, refs not making as much money. If a, if a player's making $5 million, he's not going to be super keen on taking fifty grand to throw a goal or to make a bad play but if you're a referee and you're making a hundred thousand dollars a year 50 grand all of a sudden is a is a big chunk of change uh in comparison to what you normally make and i'm sure the nhl has already thought about this at depth but uh you know there's obviously problems with that and i'm sure there's policies in the nhl players can and cannot bet on certain things you know pete rose we've seen recent stuff with pete rose betting on games even more so than they thought and you know it's it's gonna be I wouldn't necessarily call it a quagmire, but there's going to be uh, lots of pitfalls associated with bringing a franchise to Vegas, that's for sure. Well, the commissioner of the NBA has been very vocal about how he wants sports gambling to be legalized. Mm -hmm. So um, betting, you know, the rise of daily fantasy, yeah, absolutely. which is not betting. It's a game of skill. It's a game of skill. Sure, dude. It's betting. It sure when I play it, it sure feels like betting. It's it's wagering. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. But anyways, I mean the the, the official partnerships with all the leagues now all tied into, you know, you see on NHL.com the DraftKings tie-ins. I mean, this is this is coming down the 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 pipe, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, having the NHL in Vegas is a huge step, you know, towards that. Now it's not official, right? I mean, mm -hmm. it's only phase two. Both could completely flame out. No Seattle, which I think was surprising to some, mm -hmm. although I guess they don't have a suitable arena. But no second Toronto franchise. I'm sure Toronto fought tooth and nail not to do that. I mean, they're just printing money up in Toronto in terms right. for that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm I'm concerned. I'd be really concerned about Vegas. I mean, you see how badly Arizona's doing. You see how badly Florida has done in the past. How Air how uh, Atlanta had to move. I mean, this is not a a hockey hungry town, Las but, Vegas. But they're not, I don't, it would be the first franchise of its kind that would be existing primarily on the ticket sales of opposing fans. And it would be very strange. Like, I think if you're a Las Vegas player, that your arena, like when the Rangers come to town, yeah, like, it's, it's going to be Rangers It's, it's going to be like an away game, mm -hmm. you know? Like, you're going to feel like you're not. Because the casinos will buy out all the suites. Right. You know? Right. And they'll give them to the high rollers. And they'll give them to the high rollers sure. who will come into town to see their team. You know, you're not going to have... It's going to be so unconventional. It'll be really, really interesting. 
Yeah. You know? Are you telling me that you wouldn't want to go to the Vegas Cup Vegas trip around a Sharks trip to Vegas? Of course I would, but you think we'd be alone? No. I no, think there'd but, be a ton but of people can there. you build a business around that, right? Yes. And, and does that novelty wear off over time? No, I don't think so, because Vegas I mean, is one of the top va- vacation destinations in, in the United States. Yeah, ten years from now, though, are people going to be going to Vegas to see their team, or is that just part of the background noise of Vegas, like the 17th uh, Cirque du Soleil show that ha- features the songs from the monkeys or whatever? <laughs> I think people will still be going, dude. I mean, people want any excuse to go to Vegas, a bachelor party, a birthday, anything. Yeah, you know, um, getting your friend to pay for another trip, like you, because yeah. <laughs> they lose a bet. Yeah. I mean, any sort of excuse to go, and I think, um, I think it's perfect. I think it it will be so bizarre because they won't have a home fan base. Like mm-hmm. uh, they will, but not in the same way that like Arizona, like it's totally different. No yeah. one's going to Phoenix for vacation. Not even Phoenix. Glendale. No one's going. Like, yeah. why would you go? Like, on purpose right. to see. There's no reason to go. You know, um, unless you're such a diehard fan. Well, like, I would, would go because I know I can get a ticket for like six dollars. But you, but we've never even done that. I like, know. I mean, you know, we've never even really talked about it. No, because you know? we want to go to Vegas. <laughs> so I don't think we'd be alone. It's true. I think. It, I think in terms of a successful franchise, will they make money? They might make a ton. They might make. Yeah. As much as any team All in right. terms of revenue. Unofficial poll, dude. You can tweet at us, Dudes on Hockey, or you can send us an email, questions at dudesonhockey.com, or you can do the Facebook thing if you got to do that. Um, I don't think we're on Periscope or Snapchat or any of that crap anymore. <laughs> Periscope? We, we, you know about the Periscope thing? It's like we could live stream this uh, no, thing and I, no, one no, no one would care. No one would care. Snapchat? But, Have you ever used that? No. I've never used that either. We're going to get it. No. Yes. Well, what about WhatsApp? We're going to do WhatsApp now? No, I want to get Snapchat and we're going to just Snapchat at each other. Okay. That sounds like really entertaining <laughs> listening. But anyway, I want to know what people out there think because I think this is this is fraught with extreme danger. Are you going to be as optimistic as Doug and think this could really take off with the Wave fans, but it will be an interesting experiment? Or do you think this is another one of Gary Bettman's ill-advised forays into tropical climates that can't support hockey? We Let want me to, do we want to hear. Uh, Gary Bettman singing uh, about Vegas. Of course. I'm going to make you do this one. God, that was my Kevin Kerr. <laughs> Why are we bagging on Kevin Kerr? Like, I don't know. There's no reason. There's no reason. There's no reason. You started it. I started because I didn't and have I any just, other impression. I know. Well, that's well, I just finished it, dude. I only. Ha- I should have done my Jack Nicholson. Wait, I don't have a Jack Nicholson impression. I don't have any impressions. There, there's nothing else to talk about. We should just end the show before this gets even worse. No, I think this is a great show. Okay. Five, five. What else, what else we, we we've talked for how long? How long have we talked? Uh, where are we at here? Uh, 30 minutes about nothing. Nothing. There's been nothing to talk about. Well, we want to, we want more topics. If, if you guys are going to be so, uh, peeved about us and us recording, then you need to provide some more topics because we're, we're out at this point. That's right. I mean, we can only talk about who the Sharks' sixth defenseman might be <laughs> for, for a certain period of time. Okay. Well, let's Matt end Tenn- on this. Matt Tennyson. Let's end, let's end on this. Oh, please, All right. Matt Hockey News posted a list of, uh, unsigned NHL free agents. And we talked about some of them at lunch. Some of them were surprising. I mean, uh, Cody Franson, a player who the Sharks were linked to on, you know, UFA day is still unsigned. Mm -hmm. A guy who I think thought he was set up for a pretty nice payday may still, uh, but definitely not 
you know, he got passed over mm-hmm. by the Paul Martins and the uh, Andre Sequeiras of the world. Right. You know, got the deals that uh, he thought he might have been in line to get. You know, Mike Green. You know, he didn't get that, and he's still sitting there. Christian Erhoff, unsigned. You know, mm-hmm. apparently willing to take a one-year deal. Apparently, a deal from the Columbus Blue Jackets on the table. He has not taken it. Mm-hmm. So, well, wouldn't I? Wouldn't take Columbus from the Blue, Blue Jackets. Jackets? Yeah, I don't know. Blue, God, Blue Jackets are a playoff team next year. That's what we said last year. But they were ravaged by injuries last yeah, year. Yeah. I think they're a playoff team. You know, they're they're better with Brandon Saad. They're better, sure. right? Okay. You know, um, and. They also added somebody else. I mean, who did they added somebody else? Yeah, I can't remember. Anyways, um, they're a better team, but but he's he's not signed. Zidlicki, useful player, mm-hmm. not signed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Curtis Glencross, unsigned. Um, he didn't do well when he ended up in Washington. He's not a you know unsigned like he's, he's a good player. You know, um, and there were a few more that you're just sort of like, wow, you know, some of these guys are still sitting out there. Are they going to have to accept... A, Curtis Glencross is going to have to accept a training camp invite? That's weird. That'd be surprising. But you're right. I mean, and, and Kerr said in the mailbag, since we've mined the rest of his articles for topics, Kerr's also said... Uh, <laughs> As we've mocked him mercilessly. Yeah, we mock him, but and then, now we, we're using and him then with... we steal all of his stuff. It's, you know, it's, it's terrible. Well, maybe if he responded to our tweet, we'd be able to... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm really Take the time. I'm mad Take about that. Take the time. <laughs> Well, he said the Sharks are not looking for a sixth defenseman. He thought at one point they might be. They might try and go out and get somebody. But as we've noticed, they don't have a lot of cap room at present. And the Sharks might try to go with Mirko Mueller, Matt Tennyson, or Dylan DeMello, I guess, is in the mix. And apparently Roy Sommer from now the San Jose Barracuda says that Dylan DeMello could surprise some people. He's not a very flashy defenseman, but he's extremely steady. And that might be the kind of player that the Sharks might choose to go with come the beginning of the season. And they may not try to go out and get a veteran guy like I know some people are agitating for. You know, the the thing is, I do whatever benefits Mirko Mueller the most. That would be my personal uh, sort of approach to this problem, which is if Mirko Mueller can play a significant amount of time and be, uh, you know, okay in the NHL and not have to be completely sheltered, then you play him. Otherwise, he's still going to play in the same arena with the Barracuda and make sure he just gets enough seasoning because it, it looked like he wasn't ready last year. You, yeah. don't want, you don't want to make that mistake again. I totally agree with you that uh, the top four spots on this team, the top five are taken, you know, so yep. um, the Sharks should have Mueller playing 20 plus minutes a night in the AHL for at least half the year. And if he does great, bring him up. Mm-hmm. But don't have him playing in the NHL for 11, 12 minutes. Uh, that's, and you're not developing his skill set. I don't see the point in that. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, How are you developing the player that way? It's not like they can't still monitor his progression. He'll be right there. He'll be in the building. You know, So um, I agree, dude. And I think because you know, we're going to find out in training camp... Can Rafi Torres play? If he cannot, as I know you suspect he will not, yeah. then the Sharks are going to have some additional cap space. And could they make a move to bring in an Airhoff on a one-year deal at that point? They could. You know, they could. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe they would rather look at a forward or maybe they'll do nothing. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it's possible to do nothing. Um, the Sharks do not really have the assets to make a deadline trade. Right. They've made they've parlayed those assets already. Mm-hmm. 
into Martin Jones. So they're if we're looking for help mid year, they don't have the picks to move. Yeah. You know? So um they only have one pick in the first three rounds next year. Right. Right? Right. So um if anything it may go the other way. We'll get rid of something in order to get that pick. I I mean pick. I I unless we're in position to make a deep run, you know, I, I've thought that's been the plan all along, you know, this reload retool, you know, next off season, there's no way he's not going to have a first round pick. I just, I don't buy it. You know, Mm -hmm. he's got an idea that he can get one for something and he will, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. um, whatever that is at that point, you know? All right, dude. Well, we're, what are we? We're about a month away from training camp and two months away from the beginning of the season. So we're still in the slow times, but uh, at least we can, uh, you know, put out a podcast. I almost used a different identifier for in terms of extruding a podcast. <laughs> we excreted a podcast. Excre- and uh, <laughs> What are you saying? Uh, nothing, dude. I'm saying that was one of our better ones because it had, you know, show tunes. And I think next week I'm going to have a comedy tonight. Hate the show? Want to get your questions on the air? Email questions at dudesonhockey.com. Dudes on Hockey is not affiliated with the San Jose Sharks organization or the National Hockey League.